Previously, on the Adventure Zone Ethersea, Phineas Call and a small crew dove beneath the waves in search of the Vanguard and the vehicle they had stolen. Their voyage was sabotaged. Weeks after their departure, the bathosphere returned to the shoreside, its sole inhabitants being a comatose call, a dead body, and a standing pool of water filled with oxygen-rich phytoplankton. Dad is playing Phineas Call. Justin is playing a character named Bertrand Bay. And Travis is playing Ona Ward. The light shines across dozens of bodies. A few of them have scales. A lot of them are just people. Dead, dead people, obviously. A city under the waves. We can simply move from the shore to whatever this city is. Don't you think that's a little coincidental? You all do recognize uh, a couple of the people here as the vanguard. You do also notice a couple sets of twins here. Hello, Phineas. We're, we're so excited that, that you and your, your friends have come to, to visit. There's someone that you should meet. The others have taken to calling me Cambria. Some find my form to be alarming. And then it emerges from this mound. And you see a 40-foot-tall pinkish-white flatworm with translucent frills that undulate in the air. And it leans down and says, Welcome home. Children. Phineas and Bertrand, you all are standing in front of the largest living organism. I, I you know, I don't want to make decisions for your characters, but I'm going to say pretty decisively, this is possibly the biggest living thing on, on the planet. Could you give uh, us like in in like stories, feet, like how how big is this? What we can what they can see? 40 of it, feet of. Forty feet of pink undulation is what we. Forty see. feet, so uh, roughly, and that's like just four-story tall what building. Is, that's just what's sticking out of okay. this, like this, this mound at the center of the room. Got it. Got um, it. You can't detect like eyes. There, there are no sort of recognizable features that one would traditionally kind of look for when speaking to a, a thing that is able to speak. Um, it just seems to be craning over the two of you and it is it is it is i was about to say after saying that it doesn't have eyes that it's looking at one of you um but it seems to be sort of pivoted slightly in in your direction phineas almost like this this explanation they are delivering to you it it hovers over you and it says for an epoch 
I have spread life throughout the ocean and onto the land, and everything in this world was my brood. And then the vestiges appeared in a hole in the sky and changed everything, poisoned everything. I refuse to allow the eradication of my mortal children at the hands of those interlopers. And so I have a humble objective, and that is to transform my children into something that can thrive in the harsh and irradiated world that the vestiges have left for them. Hmm? Okay. That is um, very eye-opening. Very, very. Um, Bertram, when you say that's eye-opening, it's eye-opening, isn't it? I'm riveted, boss. Yeah. Um. Can we, this this thing about children, you know when you said welcome home children, was that like just speaking in a broad way, you know, like when a cartoon TV host says, come on in, children, sit down on them bleachers. I mean, it, you're not like claiming to be like our great, great, great grandparent or something, are you? We do not have time for me to enumerate the number of greats required to mm. describe my relation to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not much family resemblance, though. I mean... Perhaps not from your perspective. Okay. We should probably uh, go out into the world and, and be fruitful and multiply. Um, right? This is a new one on me, boss. Yeah, I'm not even sure what an epoch is. Um, it's like 30 years, oh. I think. <laughs> four, maybe 40. And a vestige? What's a vestige? No, you know what that is. It's like, these are the, these are the, go- the literal gods of this planet. Some people who might have missed the earlier episodes That's fair. might be missing a, a little bit of the lore. I think with Dad, is, who understands the lore completely, yeah. what he may be trying to do here is illustrate, like... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, I want, that, that's, that's really kind of thoughtful. That's here. very it's about generous. trying to give Kurt Griffin an opportunity it's to about remind the people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the vestiges uh, were essentially visitors from another world who uh, came came to this world through... A hole in the sky. Uh, when they got here, they possessed powers that essentially allowed them to, like, overnight conquer the world. And civilization sprung up around their feet. Um, and, you know, life was like that for a very long time until the Vestige Benevolence sort of gifted the the mortals of this world the, the power of the Vestiges. And that is where magic came from. Um, and of course, that poisoned all, the oceans. All of that sort of right irradiated the the land and sea and sky and led to the storm that would destroy the world and force everybody to uh, go below the sea. Yeah, right. Well, thank you for telling the listener. I knew that. But of course, of course, of course. Uh, Cambria now sort of uh, coils a little bit, uh, and you see more of its body kind of. Uh, with surprising quickness kind of emerging from the hole. Uh, And 
they sort of lay across this this coil of themselves and they get pretty close to you, Phineas, and they say, I have been waiting for you, Phineas Call. I follow your exploits just as I follow all of my children's and I believe you have knowledge and skills that would be most useful for me to accomplish my objective. I was hoping that you might agree to stay and work alongside me to save the rest of your mortal brethren. Oh, oh, that is, that is extremely flattering. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I'm worthy of that, but uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you there, uh, Cambria. Uh, we've kind of got a, we kind of got a plan, uh, uh, a strategy in place. Um, and, you know, um, I know my, 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 my good buddy outside um, uh, was, Ona was talking about, um, uh, Maybe we could move down here and, and live in your your bubble town, and you know, it, you know, if that is an option, and if we end up doing that, I'd be glad to sit in on a, you know, meeting here or there to kind of you know kick things around a little bit. The room vibrates, and there is a sound um, that is so low that you can you can actually you can barely hear it, and these flecks of white light kind of come off of the the, the frills around Cambria. Uh, and it, it seems like this being is, is excited by that. Uh, and they say, um, we would need to expand our city to make room for those in your community, but this would be most equitable, they say. You see, Cambria... Um, that is, that, that's good. Um, we kind of had this idea of, of kind of, you know, moving down under the waves. Uh, but we sort of need our, our, our bathosphere to, to kind of get that, you know, kick that off. Um, and that's, that's why we're down here. You know, the whole thing about moving into Bubble Town is just kind of a, a backup plan. With that, they retreat back down into the hole. Uh, even even more than they were before. Uh, now just a little 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 nubbin of Cambria is sticking out, and they say, "Oh, I understand. I know about what your community is attempting to accomplish, and I am very proud of the ingenuity and refusal." to die but you will fail and this is the only way so I'm afraid I must insist and when they say that the door opens and you don't see Ona out there anymore because but he's you, turned invisible. Little <laughs> did you know, this whole time. He was a vampire, <laughs> mummy, magic, invisible man. 
Uh, no, there's there's uh, like a dozen people down here. All, all the people down here, by the way, are wearing sort of tatters. They are, they seem to be wearing like leather, although it's not really any kind of leather that, that you have seen before. It's like a pale greenish leather. And they got, they got some big folks standing in front of the door sort of menacingly. And Cambria says, I would like for your community to come and join us, but... I am hoping that you will volunteer to stay by my side, Phineas Cole. Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you, Cambria. Um, I I'm not too keen on that idea. Um, the folks folks back topside need me, um, to to help with this whole transition period. Um, and uh, and Bertrand. Bertrand too, Bertrand's a, a a big cog in in the machine as well, just like me. And uh, so's Ona. Speaking of Ona, where uh, <laughs> where where is uh, Ona? One of the uh, one of the folks standing by the door walks forward and says, uh, uh, "Ona asked for a tour, um, and so we offered to show him around." Hmm. Well, um. I'll be honest. I'm. I'm. Like I said, I'm very flattered. Bertrand, are you? Are you flattered for me? Yeah, boss. Real flattered. Um, but you know, Bertrand's really you know, a stay-at-home kind of guy. I. I mean, we're tickled. We even got him to you know come out here on the nightcrawler to to do all this on this this mission because he really likes you know putting the old feet up at the end of the day and. Having him a nice hot toddy, isn't that right, Bertrand? Oh, yes. I love drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you what, we're, uh, we'll just head out, and we're going to keep looking for our, um, our bathosphere, and we will come back as soon as possible to, to uh, you know, strike up communications again with, with y'all, uh, maybe be you know, like really good uh, neighbors and and friends and everything else, but uh, no, I'm I, I I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay. I've got uh, I got things to do. Make a dexterity saving throw, Phineas. Oh no, venture's going good. Yeah, never a good sign, is it? <laughs> There's never been like a fun dexterity. Yeah, it's never like make a dexterity. Oh, you failed. You get a good hug out of nowhere. That was seventeen. Oh yeah. Uh, something hits you in the back of the head, and it's a fresh ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> what? Wow! Just what you were thinking of. You hear a something whistling. hit you. It's inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great new melody. Your career is saved. Uh, <laughs> you hear a whistling sound coming from behind you, and you register it just fast enough to duck out of the way, and you see what appears to be like a, a like a bolo just kind of fly right over your head uh and uh it actually bumps into it it whacks full force into cambria who does not register it or flinch or anything at all as it uh sails over your head you turn to see the guard who was just speaking to you about ona uh is the one who threw it and now he looks oops um 
I was just playing with my fidget spinner. <laughs> I just really threw it at you. It is not. Uh, it's not just the dozen guards that were standing by the door. Now that are coming in, it is. It, it's like Black Friday at Target in here. Like there, there is a a swarm of people now starting to walk into the room. Uh, and Cambria retreats down into the ground. Uh, easy, folks. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, just uh, excuse us. Could we just uh, like scoot right through here? Just uh, find, looking for our, our friend. Uh, we, uh, oh, wow, look at the time. It was 2.15 earlier. Now I, I know it's got to be later than that. So, uh, Bertrand, why don't you uh, find a way through this crowd and uh, we'll get out of here, okay? Yeah, yeah everyone Clear out, or that's it for you, curtains. I, oh, I'm sorry, boss. I'm real bad I know, under pressure. I know, and it's that's all right. But you're you're big, and just I think if you just kind of push your way forward, they'll very politely part the sea and let you through. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. In, so I'm trying to intimidate them. Okay, <laughs> that was me trying to intimidate them. All right. Seven. Yeah, that yeah no, they're not particularly intimidated by Bertrand. In fact, Bertrand, uh, the big guard uh, that, that threw that bolo is, has now gotten to you uh, and is trying to put you basically in a, uh, a full Nelson to, to kind of secure you uh, for the rest of the people that are almost now on top of you. Uh, let's do a strength contest. Okay. Eight. Uh, that is a 16. Yeah, they, they have you pretty, pretty well grappled at this point. And, All right. uh, a few other people are starting That's, to I got them right where they want me. Um, well, I got them right where I'm, <laughs> yep, got them right where I'm gonna get them. Right. Oh, yeah, well, they time. can't attack Phineas if they're holding you. <laughs> I've eliminated one from the, one, one piece has been removed from the board. Uh-huh. There's maybe, uh, there's maybe 30 people in here, right? Well. Now there's only 29 to worry about. Yeah, it's at least 29 for Phineas. That's like when Robin takes one henchman. Right, sure. And Batman's like, I'll get the rest. Yeah, let's see see what Batman does. Except if Batman was Alfred. (laughs) Right. So I assume I have all of Zook's spells I can use, right? Yeah, you're thinking that Phineas is going to shoot some crayfish out of his nose? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about the spells. I would say your your stats and probably your equipment could be the same. Okay. I I believe he's going to scoop up the bolos and whack the guy over the head that's holding on to Bertrand. Holding on to Bertrand. Okay. Uh go ahead and make an attack roll. Why don't you just roll your uh hand crossbow since it's a ranged weapon? Okay. That is a 12. Or is that does that include the plus 8? Oh, it does, unfortunately. Yep. Um okay, with a 12, you bash this bolo uh against this this dude's head. The the rope on the bolo was a little bit shorter than you thought it would be, so it doesn't really connect with like, you know, the crown of his skull or anything like that. It just kind of scrapes across the side of his head. And when that happens, it dashes what appears to be like green goo down to the floor. Uh, And 
a portion of his head is just like missing where you cracked into it and you see that same green goo there and then it sort of reforms. Only his head is like a little weird shaped now, but it is it is essentially sealed back up. Um, How did this guy beat you in a strength check? Look at him. He just I just barely touched him. Big chunks of him came off, Bertrand. We all have bad days, don't we, boss? Uh, I suppose. Hey, maybe you guys should stop real quick and have a talk about Phineas's management style. Phineas, <laughs> that's uh, not a way to talk to your employee. At this point, uh, another guard, in fact, a twin of the one uh, that is holding Bertrand, has uh, tried to just grab you by the neck, Phineas. So let's let's have ourselves a strength contest. Yeah, see how you like it. All right, Good boss man. Oh, so you better pass. That's a strength saving throw. Uh, no, strength contest. Just roll your strength check. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to nat twenty it. I think to succeed here. Strength check. Yeah, just click. Uh, your oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, strength. And that would be an eight. Woo! No. You are. You are. I, I think with the sheer number of people in here, you are held by this huge guard just for a few moments, and that is all that you. That is all that is required for you to be pulled down to the ground by now this big crowd of people. Uh, and you feel- Now that they're dead, can we jump over to Ona real quick and see what he's <laughs> up to? Uh, you feel a- another sort of heavy impact on on your temple and you are unconscious. And as you are unconscious, the, the memory vanishes for all of you, you know, wa- watching it for a moment. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it 
to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. <laughs> Doctor Who? Yeah! The image starts to come back on, and 
you, Phineas, can see just green. You see shapes in green light. And I think it takes Phineas a little bit longer to realize than Zooks and the rest of the people watching this memory that he is not breathing. He's not being, you know, suffocated. He does not seem to be dying, uh, but he is, he is not breathing air. Uh, in fact, he is suspended in a, a cylinder of green fluid. Um, and you have regained consciousness. You can see some shapes through this green fluid, but you are like, you are, uh, wearing just sort of your skivvies and that's it. Uh, but you are conscious now. What do you do? Um, I can see out of the tube. Barely, barely. Your eyes cannot see through this. Like it's, it's fairly viscous, this fluid. So your eyes are not able to really see out of it. Very are you well. saying like he's getting like shadows or outlines or how much is he getting? He's getting, uh, you, you can see that there is room out there. You can tell sort of the dimensions of the, the cylinder that you are in, and you can see that there is more happening outside. Well, I think initially he would test the walls of the cylinder, you know, to see, you know, what they're made of. Yeah. Uh, um, perception check? Uh, well, I mean, if, it, if you can't see anything. Okay, yeah, an investigation check, I would say, would be sufficient. Yeah, it's it's small enough this chamber that you can like feel around it. So I'm not going to make you roll with like disadvantage or anything. Okay, like twelve. Yeah, it's there's some give to this cylinder. Like as you press your hands against it, you feel it kind of stretch. Like there is some sort of um, uh, I'm trying to find a word other than like mucusy. What's membrane? There's a membrane uh there that that feels pretty. I don't know, pretty lightweight. It's not like you are actually in, you know, uh, a thick glass or something that would be, you know, you would need some sort of tool to smash out. Dad, use Phineas Call's famous knife sharp penis to cut your way out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would fit in with everybody's got a knife. Yeah, that's where it came from. Everyone knows that Phineas Call had his penis sharpened to a fine edge. Um. Well, I think the obvious thing is he tries to push through the membrane. Okay. Um, or make... eat through it, but I, I'm not ready to yep. go there yet. Uh, Let so that tra- be plan B. Plan B. Okay. Give me a give me a, a strength check. Come on. Come on. Nat 20. Fuck there yes. Uh, you, Matt. With, you, with that, you uh, just shove both your hands through it and rip it open and ride this wave of of green jelly uh, down to the floor, which you land on on your feet. Uh, uh, just in case anyone was curious, uh, that tally now brings us to two times someone has come out of a goo-filled chamber uh, basically naked in Adventure three. Zone history. Technically three. We had two in balance. Oh, right? I guess that's true. Yeah, so yeah. three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are... Hey, Griffin, what's your thing with goo-filled chambers? It's a motif. Let's not invent another kink for Griffin. That's a motif. man's caring enough. uh, Boy, I sure do love that nasty stuff. Um, (laughs) You are in a- If we could find a goo-filled elevator, Griffin would be in heaven. (laughs) 
<laughs> then you realize that this chamber has been moving up and down to various <laughs> levels. <laughs> uh, you are in a room that is solely lit by faint lights inside of dozens of similar cylinders, like the one that you just broke out of. Which, by the way, like, as you breach that cylinder, you realize, like, oh, shit, I haven't breathed in a while. And some pretty gnarly stuff comes out of your of your throat before you are able to sort of really get your bearings again. And yeah, it sounds like that. No, I'm really gagging thinking about okay. it. Oh, Christ. Um, <coughs> with the dim green light in this chamber, you can see that there are these cylinders all over, and in I would say about half of them you see silhouettes uh, that are vaguely person-shaped. Um, and running Are any of them the, really big person-shaped? Like like a very big person? Um, like Bertrand-shaped. Like Bertrand-shaped? Uh, or, like, or like uh, very tall, as we said. Uh, the owner's very tall and lanky. Sure, why don't you roll an investigation check? Okay, I will. Ah, the magic continues. Four. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of shapes, man. <laughs> That's beautiful, Griffin. Okay. With a four, really with a nice. four you, I, I mean, I don't even think you necessarily need to investigate to, uh, oh, we'll say this, the pod next to yours, just like the first one that you see as you investigate, you can see pretty clearly uh, that there is a sort of humanoid shape inside of there, but as you get closer, you realize you can see through the shape and that that shape is not, in fact, like a person body, like your body. It is a nervous system and uh, sort of a, a, a few beginnings of a skeleton happening in there. This micro is a micro bones. Yeah, micro bones. Sure. This is a this is a pre person, essentially that yeah. that you see in the tank. There are other folks sort of around the room. You do see like complete bodies. Uh, in in the room around you, but that's that's what I will give you with an investigation roll of a four like that. All right, I want to look around and see if there's any kind of technology or any kind of controls or machinery or anything like that. Um. Okay. Why don't you make another investigation check? Thirteen. Okay. Uh, there isn't any kind of like machinery or any kind of like uh, control apparatus that you can see. What you do uh, put together is that uh, on the floor, there is a um, like a canal of this like green algae that enters the room through like the sole entrance into the room. And in fact, you can actually see following that algae uh, out of the room that this connects sort of back into the main foyer of this this huge temple that you walked into. As it enters the room, it branches off and then basically there's like one little tributary that goes to each of, of these tanks uh, seemingly feeding feeding into it. And yeah, that is, that is all you can see. Everything that is happening in here, I think Phineas is sharp enough to figure out, is like an organic process that does mm-hmm. not appear to need any kind of like input from you know some some lab technician or, or anything along those lines. Okay. I've, I got an idea. Okay. Um, Phineas strips off his skivvies 
completely all of his skivvies okay. and jams it into the canal at some point where it will stop Classic. filling the tributaries. Classic Phineas. Okay. Um, he uses his underpants for everything. Ah, uh, skivvies could be an undershirt too. Just wads them all up. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. You know you weren't thinking of an undershirt. You uh, know you I, were thinking of underpants. You know you were. I know you. and an undershirt. As a matter of fact, I envisioned kind of a onesie kind of thing. Okay, and yeah, he, he, still. And he's jammed it into that canal before it splits in the tributaries to, to keep the flow from those tubes in the hopes that they'll drain out and reveal which one of these people is Bertrand, maybe Ona, um, Jimmy Hoffa, who knows? Amelia Earhart. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a fun idea. You you uh, I'm not gonna make you roll for this uh, because mostly because you've just debased yourself so thoroughly. Yeah, uh, you wad up all your clothes and jam it into a bottleneck in the in the algae stream that is going into this this room, and it doesn't like stop it because that's not how like fluid physics works. But it like instead of it following these pathways cleanly, it starts to like pool around the 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 floor like it overflows the canal coming into here it doesn't necessarily like immediately drain out all the tanks in this room but you you do start to uh you get the sense that like things are happening because the pods are starting to swell and compress like very gently but rapidly and as you are looking at that, you hear a voice behind you say, Uh, what are you doing there? And you turn to see a, a person wearing the, the same sort of pale green leather garb looking at you. And they say, Did you did you just pop out? You, we weren't scheduled for any, any arrivals today. Um, and Phineas just... Uh, looks at him and kind of winks at him. What is that? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> hey there. And huh. Winks again. Huh. This is hey. interesting. Uh, well, hey, hey there. Um, listen, you, you, which pod did you just, did you just come out of that pod there? What, did, what? I, I didn't think that people were supposed to be able to be able to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. wink harder. Wink, uh, wink. I'm I'm blinking with both eyes. Ah, oh, nice. Okay, and really nice. Uh, Do it in like are, a confusing pattern. As you are are trying to, I don't know what the fuck Phineas is trying to do right now. He's he's uh, looking confused. He's like uh, he can't answer. He doesn't. He, okay. Oh, what happened? How did I get out of here? What? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like this. Uh, then he's guy, naked. He's sure. naked, right? Uh, That's as not he, threatening. As he starts to walk towards you, you you can see this this dude is And he uh, says, "Put that knife away." Oh wait. Oh god. That's your dick. <laughs> um he he looks just as confused. Uh and he uh kind of gets close to you and like looks down at you. As you are looking at him, uh you see behind him sort of standing with his back flat to the door. Uh, the door that this guy just came into, you now can see Ona, uh, who appears uh, harried 
un uninjured, I would say, but clearly uh, not uh, the chillest you have ever seen, Ona, uh, who is sort of behind this dude who has not noticed that Ona is there. Uh, and just like that, like our vision of Ona is like exists again. Now Ona is sort of back on the board as we are viewing him through the memories of, of Phineas Call. So Ona, this might not surprise anybody. He got bullied a lot as a kid for being a bit of a nerd. And he is going to, uh, in classic fashion, he's going to get on his hands and knees right behind this guy. <laughs> And like kind of nod at Phineas as he like quietly gets in place. Like, right, you know what I mean? Perfect. Perfect yeah. position. Okay. And uh, Phineas is going to go running at this this guard guy saying, You saved me! Thank you! And runs full at him. Okay. Uh, make a... Huh, make a performance check. I want to know how, how off guard you're going to catch this guy. Ten. Ten, you know what? Uh, uh, I, I, that's fine. Given that this is a teamwork attack, I, will say I am naked. Yeah, I mean, it is. Know, it is. It is surprising what you are doing. You you run towards this guy, and he kind of like puts his hands up, like whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, but as you sort of bump into him, he falls backwards over Ona, and <laughs> Ona. I bet you've you've had this done to you more than more than once. Um, but the result is different. As this guy falls to the hard stone floor, his head smashes into that same green goo and mm -hmm. scatters like 10 feet out in every direction. Now, and as Diva does not know, because Phineas does not know, uh, uh, so I will have to ask you, is this the first time in this experience that... Ona has seen. You know, Ona definitely knows some shit is up. Right. Like, okay. definitely knows some shit is up. Okay. They won't let Ona go back to the ship. That's for uh -huh. fucking sure. Uh, they are very forceful about that. Phineas. Oh, Phineas. Um, here. And he hands Phineas his cloak, his coat, oh, what have right. you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. And he wraps it around him uh, backwards, you know, so it covers his, you know, knife area. Yes. Um, I, yes, we get it. Um, are you, and I know that this is going to seem relative at this point, but are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just coughed out a, you know, lime jello shot out of my lungs, or five or six of them, but somewhere in one of these tubes, I think, is Bertrand. And since he hasn't pushed out, I got to figure there's something wrong. We got to figure out which one of these he's in. Huh. As you say that, you hear the sound of one of those membranes rupturing and the liquid inside come pouring out and you see a small man, not definitely not Bertrand, like you can tell in an instant that that is not what Bertrand looks like. Um, but he is sort of on his hands and knees in this slime that poured out and he is gasping and he looks up at the two of you and you see a face un unlike any you've ever seen before. He has these huge, like gaping gills on his neck and his lower jaw seems to be much, much, much too big, covered in, in, in scales and 
His eyes are pitch black. And it, th- these features that he has kind of look like the ones on the corpses that you saw down in the trench, back back out in the ocean, but like way more sort of advanced in terms of like fishiness. Uh, and he stands up and tries to just breathe and he can't and he falls over dead. Uh, Ona wants to do, is going to study that person and the tubes real quick. Okay. Uh, uh, make an based on a check. theory, yes. Okay. So a uh, fifteen total. Sure. What what is your theory? What are you investigating for? Um. So, I think the thing that these tubes remind him of are test tubes. Okay. Uh, seeing this thing right is going to immediately connect to the bodies that they saw. So what he wants to see is is it in the same state as those dead bodies that we found in the night crawler, or is this uh different, more advanced? What are we looking at? Uh, hmm, uh, so it's, it is, I mean, you didn't really get a chance to inspect the bodies that you saw down in the trench, right? Uh, only, visually, yeah, only visually, yeah. Visually, like, it's, it is very, very similar. The body itself seems to have sort of the same kind of, like, non-solid makeup as the dude that you just dashed to the ground, who uh-huh. just seemed to turn back into the algae that is on the floor, this body, though, is a bit more solid than that. And you are like a physician, like a biologist. You know shit about bodies. Yeah. Uh, this thing's physiology is like not the physiology of something that can survive. It, because it. of the fish-like features that were just heaped on top of these these person features. Right, right, right. Um, so we've got like gills connecting to lungs and it's just Right, it's like it does, not, it does not make sense. Got it, got it, got um, it. So you know that like, this is these are test tubes in that they are experiments, uh, but that this being that just came out of this tank and died was like alive for a little bit. Um, I would also say that you also know that this goo that was in there with them was sustaining their life. Like it is a it is a a fluid that they were breathing and assumedly like Phineas was breathing even though it is like a liquid and you have well, never I'm taking seen a sample of that that's okay. fascinating okay um uh, i Phineas i okay i am forming a hypothesis but i believe the bodies that we found out there uh on our way here i those are failed experiments they're working towards something they uh, um this may not be uh, the underwater utopia that I at first took it to be. We should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Oh, uh, this explains and- all the twins. They're making people. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Own a good, good, good. And I, way to go. Way to figure it out. Now help me find Bertrand. Damn it. And you were in the tubes. I was in the tube. Oh no. It, it, maybe he's feeling a little paranoid right now, but like. The talk. Under- understandably up. so. Understandably so. Uh, so Ona is going to try to, uh, as, as surreptitiously as possible, he wants to kind of, like, scratch, kind of gouge Phineas's arm with, like, his fingernails. What? Well, it's a normal you thing. You, you, do. you dad hear this, but Phineas doesn't know Why yet. don't you make a sleight of hand check to see 
if you could. I don't know how one surreptitiously gouges somebody. Well, he'll for see him. when I do. He'll know when it right. happens. It's it's a f- easier to ask for forgiveness. Uh, That's a fourteen plus two is sixteen. Uh, we better not mess up Phineas's extensive tattoo sleeves. I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah. Let's contest this. Uh, Phineas, make a perception check. Perception check. It's the one with a P. P. There's actually a few well, skills. Well, there's three. Yeah, there's P, three. Yeah. It's very confusing. Well, I got news for you. This is a 16. I don't know why I said it like that. A 16. Mm. Uh, okay, with that, uh, you you put your hand on... Phineas's forearm, you like get your nails on him, but he pulls away before you have a chance to execute this. And now, Phineas, you have realized that Ono was just doing something weird. Whoa! Hey! Um, what's what's the deal there, bud? Doesn't it all seem a, b- a bit strange to you? I Sorry. Um, You were just trying to, you know, give me a little uh, arm scratch? Yeah, that, that well, was kind of strange, yeah. Oh, you know, it's like when you, you know, you oh, am I dreaming? Pinch me. Kind oh. of thing. Oh, okay. I, I'm i I'm not familiar with that. Also not comfortable with it, so. <laughs> ah, sorry, I'm just being weird. Yes, I, this place has got me all turned around. Uh, yeah, okay. You all hear racing footsteps coming in, in your direction uh, through the foyer. And moments later, you both see Bertrand sprint into the room. He, he uh, probably not sprint, probably not sprinting, like a quick sidle. <laughs> oh, okay, like a like a crab. He crab walks into the room. Uh, Bertrand, you you suddenly appear, and now you are back in the memory. Hey, Bertie. Hey, uh, this is weird, right? Yeah. Um. There is nothing about this situation that is not weird. Feels weird. Phineas, why don't you uh, scout ahead real quick while I fill Bertrand in on everything that's happened uh, since he's been gone? Yeah, all right. Um, Which direction did you come from? Left or the right down the hallway there, Bertie? Left. Okay, so I should go right. Okay. I'm heading out. Don't go too far. We'll be right behind you, okay? don't, Don't worry. I ain't going too far. Who are you giving the orders all of a sudden? I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned. I, he came out of one of the pods, and the pods are—they're using them to clone people. That's why there's all the twins and triplets and everything. And I'm starting to worry that perhaps Phineas isn't Phineas. Who would it be then? It, it would, it would be a copy of Phineas, but not the original Phineas. It would be a copy. He would be part of whatever this thing is here. Oh right, that'll happen. So if you if if he starts to act strangely, um, we need some 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 sort of code word, something that lets it know, like, hey, it's time for us to like grab him and hold him and you know w- whatever, so he can't right. betray us. Call sign, secret secret code phrase. Yes, I'm thinking maybe. I got uh, what do you have? Clone. Well, that might be on the nose. What about uh, mm. what about amoeba? Amoeba. What's the amoeba then? Well, it's a really tiny thing. That's not the important thing. The thing is that we use the word. Burger. Okay. You would rather have it be burger. That's fine. We can use burger. Perfect. So if you say burger or I say. Wait. What? What if I say a burger? Then don't say it out loud, I guess. Impossible. Oh, boy. (laughs) What about um um? I'll float on the lines of the smell like wimpy from Popeye, right? 
I don't get the references. That why wouldn't I say a burger? If I see a burger, right, I'm gonna say burger. Then why did you suggest it as a word? Hungry. Ah, uh, how about um um, we we just say uh, get him. How do I know? Hey, wait. I don't know. You're not a clone, right? Well, I didn't come out of a tube. Says you. I mean, sure. You? Do you want to scratch me? If I'm a clone, then I would turn into a bit of goo. Why don't you scratch Phineas? Well, I tried to, but he caught me. Caught you scratching. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. All right. Uh, code word is Sabretooth. Perfect. It's cool, right? It's, yes, it's very it's cool. cool. Do we need to like go now, tiger. though? We should right. go. All right. I just thought of something, and it's got, it has got it is something that has to be true for the uh for the entire sort of conceit of these episodes to make sense. Okay. Phineas, you heard all of that. Oh, I know. I just you brought had, outside in the hallway. Yeah, you had to have heard all of that or else we would not be hearing that right now. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Fun. <laughs> cool. Uh you all start Hey y'all to- done? Oh yes. Okay, so let you lead the way, Phineas. Well, Bertrand, you know where the Sorry, I had to tell him an embarrassing story. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he I'm told gonna... me that he got so scared when they all jumped you that he uh, did a bathroom. He did oh. a bathroom. Oh, that's terrible. Shameful, really. All right. Well, well, it happens. I scouted out. You want me to lead the way down well, the hallway? Bertrand knows where the bathosphere is. Why don't you two go together? Uh, and I'll... He hasn't. He has not volunteered that. Oh, okay. Yet. Right. Yes. Uh, you lead the way. Um, and, and we will follow closely behind. All right, I will be stealthy. Like the great Sabretooth, I'll just go crawling down the hallway. Did you go left? No, I went, you told me you went left, so I went right. No, I said you should go, oh. Um, also, just to be clear, okay, so are we making our way out? Yeah, let's get out. Come on. As they go, Ona is just like, whatever he can grab, be it the dirt, um, be it like a, a chunk of whatever the clay is from the buildings. I mean, he's grabbing samples left and right. And you're putting that inside of Bertrand's? All the samples are going right in there with okay, cool. as he's running. Um, as you all step back out into the foyer, you start to hear a lot of activity coming from Cambria's chamber. Um, and moments later, the doors fling open and outstep a dozen guards, all, all wearing that pale green leather gear. And they all start shouting and racing down the stairway toward the three of you. Yep, yeah, let's go. Lead the way, Bertie. <gasps> this is me running. Yeah. This is Ona running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to keep an eye peeled as we're running, though, for the bathosphere, because, like, I feel like that's our egress. If we can find it. Um, okay. Are you running? Are you leaving this, like, temple building? Yes. I doubt we'll be able to escape in the bathosphere from inside a building. Just, I'm no, I'm no mariner. Sure. But I think the bathosphere would need to be in water. Right. In order to operate. Okay. I um, played Bioshock quite a few times. <laughs> right, of course. You all crash out of the doors out of this this main temple building and out into this sort of like center square uh, of, of, of this settlement. 
Uh, and from this position, you can see down all the way down all of these radials sort of where, where all of these um, makeshift houses are built. And you also see, you know, dozens upon dozens of people who all sort of look up from the work that they were doing and then look over at the three of you and all in sort of eerie synchronization all rise to their feet. All right. I checked all these except for that that one right there. It's got to be there. It's the only place left. Got a little Australian. Yeah. yeah. It's the only place <laughs> left. It's That's not a bathosphere. <laughs> That's a it's bathosphere. Not. Right. It's got to be this one then. It's the one I didn't check before I came to get you all. Let's check right down here. Wait. Uh, okay. First, give me a boost. Up what? to uh, one of the street lamp things, right? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm grabbing Boosted. samples. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, you lift him up to uh, one of the globes that is up there. Once you are that close, make a, make an investigation check for me. I will. That is a six plus three, Griffin, a nine. You get up there and you realize that the globe is not fastened, right? So you are able to sort of like pick it up off of its uh, off of the the pole that is holding it. As you do, a considerable amount of water just seems to fall down from the the you know whatever barrier is holding the the ocean at bay. Uh, as you move it, it seems like the bubble that this thing is seemingly creating is sort of moving around with it. Uh, and uh, a, a bunch of water splashes down onto the top of the temple and, you know, crashes down around you. Some of it just like falls straight on just a pile of, of people and, you know, crashes down on them, knocking them down to the floor. Well, that's lucky. Anyway. Uh, and I slip the globe into the uh, bag. Okay. And I uh, fish out of the bag that laser that uh, Bertrand told me about. Hand that over to him. Okay. Right. Thanks. Let's. We should go now. Anything else? Anything else we should collect? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of your gig, right? You're the one collecting all these things and making us stop. So if you're done, maybe we could go. Is there anything else of interest that Ona hasn't? Scraped. <laughs> no, I would say Ona has scraped a fair deal of things. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, one thing of interest is y'all's ship, which is down like, which is down a different sort of avenue than the bathosphere is. We should is. get to the bathosphere and loop around and, you know, signal uh, uh, the nightcrawler. Good idea. They're probably on orange alert, ready for us. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Come on, fellas. Either way. All right. Beat feet. <laughs> All right, we run down that corridor to the bathosphere, assumedly. Okay. Okay, you all take off in a sprint down the avenue that Bertrand uh, sort of pointed towards. And uh, at, at this point, the guards that sort of popped out of Cambria's chamber have made their way out of the temple and alerted basically everybody else. You are now... Uh, in a full sprint away from everybody, essentially, in this city who is chasing after you. But sure enough, at the end of this avenue, there is a shallow pit that is filled uh, with a few inches of murky water. And sitting in that pit is the bathosphere. Uh, it looks like it is in fine condition. There is some... Um, 
some slime sort of growing across it just from, you know, being down in this this uh, this this dirty water for however long it's been down here. But uh, maybe 20 feet away from the edge of this this aquatic barrier away from essentially the ocean water uh, that that these these uh, globes are keeping at bay. Right. Finis, you yep. don't stop booting up. We'll hold them off just long enough for you to get started. Then yell when you're ready. Uh, all right, fellas. Well, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, hurry, hurry. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. So he goes splashing up through the murky water okay. to uh, to the bathsphere and pauses just for a second going, Oh, I've missed you so much. My, oh, Gross. look at you. Weird. Once Phineas is out of sight, I cut off Ona's head with the mining laser. What? What? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, now, hold on. You gotta give me some kind of check. <laughs> you can't just, I'm pretty sure that in Dungeons and Dragons, you, you can't literally just say handed that. me the mining laser and you were like, I just want to, you re, you brought it up again. I just want to narratively <laughs> confirm that you were in, this is in your hand and you're ready to go. All right, make, all right, here's what we'll do. Ona, make a dexterity saving throw. 16 plus 4, 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, no, he he you sweep this mining laser toward Ona, uh but he ducks down and and dodges through it and lands uh down on on the dirty floor basically right next to one of these street lamps. And at this point there's there, the the people who are chasing after you all are maybe 20 feet away. Phineas, you, you, you see this happen from inside the bathosphere, um, but you, you can't you cannot hear anything inside of here as you're going through the startup sequence. You just see Bertrand sort of swipe the mining laser toward uh, Ona, who, who ducks out of the way and is now laying on the ground as a, a, a wave of these people are about to, to overwhelm them. What, what happens next? Ona's probably pretty... Uh, shocked and upset and speaking in an upset manner. Uh, I'm going to grab the bag and run and shout loud enough so that uh, uh, Phineas can hear. I tried to make this quick, whatever you are. Now you're theirs. And then I run towards the bathosphere and, and hop in. Okay. Ona's going to uh, get up and try to follow... Okay, uh, then the door to the bathosphere opens. Phineas, uh, Bertrand climbs in. Uh, what the hell? What in was, the holy hell? It was a... No time to explain. He was a clone. What? Ona was? Yeah, he admitted to me. He thought we were both clones. So he was trying to lay out his secret plans, right? What? But I, I told him I'm the genuine article. Yeah. I tried to off him real quick, but... No dice. And now, Ona, you are at the door as a huge crowd of people are about to overtake you. Okay, I write on my hand, not Penny's boat. Yeah, right? I put it right in the glass. Um, Oh, okay. I think with the door closed, you can't hear. Right, of course. Um, But I think Ona is just screaming Sabretooth over and over again. Oh, (laughs) brutal. (laughs) Uh, oh, and, that's brilliant. 
And that's, that is the last that you all see of Ona as the crowd finally catches up. And, and the crowd is moving in like, again, like perfect unison, like one, like one organism. And as they crash into the bathysphere, like you all see some like green algae sort of appear on the glass, uh, like viewing pane uh, of, of the hatch into the bathysphere. And then Ona is, is pulled into the crowd and you don't see him anymore. And now the crowd is just sort of like pushing against the bathysphere, trying to open it up. And they're just furious and and wild. And then you all see the lamppost that is closest to you, the one that you knocked Ona down in front of, start to teeter. And then the globe topples off the top of it and crashes to the ground. And the ocean just swallows up everything in a 20-foot radius. All of the people who were outside uh, and... Uh, the, the the bathysphere, which kind of bounces, and you you all uh, are are now floating. You are off the ground, in control of the bathysphere, as all the all the controls light up. Is Ona okay? <laughs> uh, I think it's actually kind of cool to leave Ona on the board. Who knows, right? Oh. I mean, yeah, we don't know. I don't think we see we we you, you don't see Ona. Um, I actually, am Ona. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas, the uh, Phineas, why don't you make an investigation check just to see what you see, like in this? All right, that would mess. be a nine. Um, okay, with a nine, you do not see Ona, uh, anywhere in 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 the you know the chaos of what just happened, um. But as you start to pilot the bathysphere, sort of circling back around toward the ship, you do see a body float right in front of you. And it's one of the people in the, the, the sort of pale green leather. And it's only there for, for a second. But you could swear that it looked a lot like Bertrand. Huh. Uh, we need to hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Ab, tell me exactly why you thought he was a clone, why Ona was a clone. You can tell, right? You look in someone's eyes, somebody you've known for a while, you can just tell the difference. Huh. Like, look at me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can tell, can't you? Um, he reaches out and tries to scratch Bertrand's arm. Bertrand, are uh, you going I, to? I punch him in the nose. Uh, let's take, let's make a dexterity just contest to see who, who moves faster here. Uh, yeah, both of you just make a dexterity check. 13. Ooh. 15. Ooh. Uh, you, I think both things happen then. You you go first, and you scratch your your hand against his uh, forearm, Phineas. And as you do, uh, you you see just a flash of green, and then a a big meaty fist collides with your face, uh, and you are staggered backwards. You feel 
you know, the, the warmth of, of blood sort of starting to stream down your, your, your nose and your chin. I say that he uh, reaches out in desperation at the control panel and, and hits uh, an automatic pilot setting. And then uh, turns back around and uh, raises his his fists in a in a very in non convincing way. All right, I take the la- laser out while he's doing this. If we're both just talking here, sure, sure. I need you to stay alive just a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 not my Bertrand, are you? Oh, congratulations! That's wonderful. Yeah. You've pieced it together. You want them, them uh, clone things, right? And that, and that was you're on, you're on fire. That was the real owner back there, wasn't it? Another beautiful deduction. Yeah, yeah. I've I've so, kind of uh, fucked this up a little bit, haven't I? Just attached. Yeah. But to be fair to you, I'm very good at my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to take a seat now. Um. I need you to stay alive just a little bit longer. Um. And why? Why is that? Why are you doing this anyway? What? What's the big deal? I'm just taking back what belongs to me. I am not in a position to answer your questions. Rather, I'm not in a position to have to answer your questions. I, as you'll notice, in this impressively meaty hand, am the one holding the laser. Please have a seat. As you are are being ordered around by this non-Bertrand, the autopilot sort of function takes you past the ship that you brought down here, and... The Nightcrawler. The Nightcrawler, and the the lights on the bathysphere shine down, and through through a, a, a few of the sort of large viewports on the side of the ship, the light flashes in through it, and you see a couple of bodies of your fellow crewmates that you came down here with just laying on the ground. Okay, so he's sitting down at the control board, right? Um, That's where he told him to sit down, right? Yes. I think he turns off all the lights inside the bathsphere. Okay. Uh, Why don't you make a... This is something you're just trying to do like super fast before Bertrand notices. Yeah. Why don't you make a sleight of hand check? Oh yeah, twenty-one. Uh, Damn. Contest that with your uh, with your perception, please, Bertrand. No. Nope. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, you, Phineas, just is very familiar with this this piece of technology and just swats at a switch, and all of the lights inside of the bathysphere instantly go dark. Um. I'll reach to where I most recently saw his head and try to slam it into the control board. Uh, make an unarmed attack roll with disadvantage. 14 or 11. Uh, Damn, 11. this really has consequences. That misses. Yeah, uh, you you reach for where he was, uh, but he is not there anymore. Uh, Phineas, you have ducked out of the way. Uh, of non-Bertrand's blow, uh, and now what do you do? Oh, I think he's going to attack him. Okay. I mean, how much? I mean, he's like a a, a cellophane bag full of green jello. How how sure. tough could he be? 
Uh, I think he lunges for him in the dark. He knows this bathosphere inside and out. And I think he leaps at him and tries to throttle him, tries to grab him around the neck. Uh, make an unarmed attack roll. With disadvantage. Uh, yeah. With It's dark for him, too. Right, with disadvantage. All right. All right. Mr. fucking let's fight in the dark. All right, let's fight in the dark. Here we go. Unarmed strike. But now you're equally be a, disadvantaged. That would be a 14 and a 22. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, 14 does hit. Uh, you, you, we're, let's not. On whose armor class? Amber's? 15. Oh. Uh, well then, no, it doesn't hit. It, it's, I think that we, this all happens in the dark, right? The lights do not come back on inside the bathosphere. And so uh, Amber and Devo and Zook sort of viewing these these memories, this is where things start to get um, abstract and confusing uh, because this fight, it just doesn't stop. Phineas and Bertrand just continue to take swings at each other and try to throw each other around uh, and there is, there are, you know, heavy blows against Bertrand and, you know, the feeling of, of, uh, a fist being smashed into, you know, your face. And then there's the feeling of Phineas swinging his fist at, at Bertrand and just catching a, a you know, a fistful of, of slime, essentially. And... At a certain point, Phineas picks up Bertrand and manages to shove him around, and his bag j just smashes against a wall, and the contents come spilling out to the floor. Um, and then at a certain point, after a few minutes of fighting like this, still in pitch black, Phineas loses his footing, and he falls backwards, and then there's a sharp blow at the back of his neck as he falls and hits himself on something that we never get to see. And then he lands in the water and the memory stops. And there's one last thing that we don't see as much as we hear as the bathysphere surfaces and eventually arrives on shore and Phineas hears the hatch open up and smells you know the warm salty air as it it pours into the atmosphere of the of the bathosphere and then he hears the sound of screaming coming from someone outside. And then you all see the ocean past, past this scene, and it is, it changes. The storm disappears. And you're on a, a boat, a long, a, a schooner, a, 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 a small sailboat, bobbing up and down with, the waves and now the sky is is pretty beautiful you're sailing toward the sunset 
the land is is well behind you at this point. You're just going towards open ocean. That's a new thing too, land. You you have never seen a world above the water before. Uh, and you've never seen the sky before. This just this orange pink gradient. And that is when you realize that you are not Phineas Call anymore. And you know this because he is in front of you at, at the wheel of the ship. You are Zooks again. And he looks over his shoulder at you, Zooks, and he says, Welcome aboard. I, uh, I didn't know I'd have company for all this. Um, I guess I'm kind of a party crasher because I didn't know I was going to be company. For yeah. this, um, I had kind of hoped I'd get a chance. Wait a minute. You can, you can hear me? You can see me? Yes. Why wouldn't I be able to hear or see you? It's really complicated, but I mean, we've been, I've been having flashbacks and memories and, and right. I wasn't really me. I was you, and, but uh -huh. this isn't you talking to you, right? <laughs> no, I, I think we can simplify this. A bit. This this is this is another memory of mine, much uh, a much better one than the one that you just witnessed. Yeah, I, I, would hope I imagine. So. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm me, and you're you, and right now we yeah, are all together. That's yeah. beautiful. Did you just come up with that? Goo goo ga I did. Goo goo ga baby. I don't speak whatever fantastic language that was. Fair enough. Fair he, enough. He looks out uh, over the waters and, and gives his ship a, a good once over. And he says, if uh, my memory is accurate, and I suppose it is since we're inside it right now, it's, uh, it's about 30 years ago and we are sailing for the night markets in Estival. And uh, this, this is going to be a fun night. Uh, and he reaches down next to him, and there's a, a a bucket full of ice and some bottles, and he pops one out, and he says, you want a beer? Yes. Oh, God, yes, that would be wonderful. Uh, um. he, he cracks it open and hands it to you, and he says, uh, so while you were plumbing my depths, I uh, just happened to be relegated to your memories, Zooks. And uh, let me tell you, I know you probably... Saw some stuff back in in my old memory banks, but uh, yours was a yours was a wild ride, start to finish. Really, a, a pretty short ride, all things considered. But a, okay, okay, a, a wild one nonetheless. That that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, because you're the you're the closest thing to you know a relative that I have, I guess. Um, why are why would you? Whoa. Well, I think that all the all the things that you did, all the things that you accomplished, all the the good that you did, and and the things that you did to help our our our, our community, our our civilization, you know, I feel I feel very close to you because I I have always had trouble accessing whatever it was that went into me to make me alive. I whenever I tried to do what other uh, Brian R have been able to do, which is Look at past lives and the and the things the spirits inside of them had had done or accomplished or knew or had experience with. 
I could never find anything. And nothing. There was nothing I could access. All my, you know, Brian, our brothers and sisters and, and others would just be able to, boom, there they are. And they would say, yes, I remember when I did this. And I've never been able to access that. And I, I have a theory. And I thought if I ran it by you, you could confirm it or help me with it. Sure. Right. What is it that you think you are, Zooks? I think, I, I mean, ironically, to quote Popeye the Sailor, I am what I am. I, the reason that I don't have one or two or three or four or five specific memories is because I have millions of memories. I've been looking for a voice here and there, and it's countless voices. I think something brought the very coral that I'm made of to life and created a whole new kind of consciousness, a whole new unique being. Is it that that unique though, Zooks? If you if you think about it, he he outstretches his hand and holds it in front of him and he says I am a body. Well, <laughs> I used to be, I suppose. Right, yeah. Made up of microscopic motes of, of cells forming tissue and bone forming respiratory systems, circulatory systems, all sorts of systems all working in tandem to form a higher purpose. And he looks at you and he says, is that so different from what you just described, Zooks? No, I guess it really isn't. We, uh, since the dawn of magic, mortal kind has been so preoccupied with questions of the soul and even now I ponder it even in my intangible form that I have taken after the memories that you just witnessed but why does it matter if we know we're alive in the first place you, you said you're hearing billions of voices, Zooks, all, all speaking in tandem to form you. What if that's what a soul is? Our bodies are choirs, and we are the song they are singing. And he looks down at his beer. He says, I have had a few too many of these, I think. No, 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 no. Although I do like this. Is it an IPA? And anyway, listen, I... Thank you. Thank you, Phineas. Whether you really are a relative or not, I, I appreciate you have shown me maybe it's time for me to 
stop worrying about the song and just start singing it. He smiles and tips his beer sort of at you. And uh, and actually, he cheers as you. And he sets his, his uh, half-drunken bottle back down into the bucket and stands up. And he raises a sail. And you see now the, the sun has nearly set. And in the distance, there is an island. And there are, you know, soft street lights and, and house lights that you can see from your position. And you can hear the sound of, of music and revelry as you approach it. And he looks at you and he says, do me a favor. I want you to thank Ampersand for me. And Hermine, while you're at it. Um, and thank them for what? He smiles and he says, my debt to them is so enormous, I expect them no. And then he goes quiet and you see him one last time standing in front of this city with a, a gentle breeze blowing through his his hair and against the sails and then as the sun sets he vanishes and this whole scene vanishes and then you wake up Zooks and you are reclined in a chair and the first thing you see is the the lantern above your your bed the sort of IV bag that was up there the blue flame inside of it is is extinguished and you look around the room, and everybody else is, is already up and about. Uh, you, you see Amber and, and Devo and uh, Shret, and all of them are congregated around where Ampersand 5 is seated. And they are all looking in Ampersand 5's lap, where the lantern that once held the spirit of Phineas Call has gone dark. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.